Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Leaders in Tech and E-Commerce podcast. My name is Fei Yu. I'm the Managing Director for Europe at Alco Global. Today, we have the pleasure to welcome our guest from Hong Kong, Terry Chen. The whole Terry. Hey, hello. Hello, everyone. So Terry has more than 20 years experience in technology-driven e-commerce supply chain. He is the CEO of Just Group, is J-U-S-T-T, Just Group. He was awarded the most promising business leader of Asia 2019 by Economic Times in Singapore. He was invited by the World Bank as a speaker in 2018. He was the 50 fabulous innovative leader in the World Innovation Congress in 2020 in India. So Terry, great to meet you. Please share more information about you. What are your career highlights, your current responsibilities and vision? Well, thank you so much, Faye, for the invitation. It is indeed my honor to be here today. Well, as what you mentioned, I'm an e-commerce supply chain executive and leaders with over 20 years of experience to drive business growth in a profitable and sustainable way, in particular in Asia-specific region. In brief, I'm a serial entrepreneur, just group, also just beauty, easy post, and also I held multinational leadership I was the general manager, supply chain management in Alibaba Group Lazada, also the general management role in Swedish and Danish Post. And also I held multinational leadership such as FedEx, DHL e-commerce, SF Express. Apart from that, I also held several roles, for example, to be a consultant, advisor, mentor, judges, lecturer, trainer, speaker, and with holistic knowledge of experience about e-commerce, retail, logistics, supply chain, technology around the world. Yeah, I'm looking forward to share with you all about e-commerce supply chain today. Great. Please share with us more about the Just Group. What are your unique offerings? Well, thank you. It's indeed a very good question. We Just Group, we established back in 2018, e-commerce enabler in Hong Kong, Basically, we power e-commerce, we drive company to focus on cross-border and omni-channel. We help, we support the overseas brand to develop, to be succeeded in the emerging e-commerce market, in particular in mainland China and also Southeast Asia markets. Basically, we have three scope of service. Firstly, consultancy. We set the strategy to connect the products to their consumers. Secondly, it's about omni-channel. We connect our clients, their product locally, regionally, and globally. Thirdly, it's about supporting solution. That is to facilitate online and offline business development. Great. So we know that, right? E-commerce is big in Asia, especially in mm. China. Yep. What do you think of this big e-commerce giant like Alibaba, TikTok, mm. Jingdong, Pinduoduo, and now Xi'an has become really big all in a sudden. Mm -hmm. Tell us about their strengths and weaknesses compared to the Western e-commerce businesses. Well, thank you for this question. Indeed, it is a very big topic, to be honest. And uh, I think in no doubt, I think China 
is a kind of long fragmented market when we compare to the Western market, because for Western market, we have many different individual countries. But in brief, I think there are five characteristics of the Chinese e-commerce market. Namely, the first one is about the high market maturity. Secondly, is rapid changing consumer preference. Thirdly, is high connectivity. Fourthly, is dominated payment methods. Lastly, is very complicated regulation, in particular related to the cross-border e-commerce. So after we understand about the nature of the China market, let me share with you some insight about their strength. We can look into it from three, at least three perspectives, namely the macro environment. Secondly, from the consumer structures. Thirdly, is from the e-commerce motivations perspective. About the macro environment, the GDP growth in China is still talking about 6 to 8%, which is still relatively high, higher in compared to the Western market. And we can see there's a rapid growth of the youth population in China as well. Secondly, when we look from the consumer's perspective, we see that the middle class population in China has very big growth. Thirdly, is from the e-commerce motivational perspective, we see that the mobile phone penetration is one of the highest in the world in China. And if you look at the percentage of retail made online in China, it's talking about 20 to 30%. That is relatively high when we compare to the Western countries. And also, it shows a significant growth year to year. But there are also two sides of the coin. The weakness, or we can see the challenge in China, basically, I can say is from fees perspective. Firstly, about the regulation. Secondly, about the mindset. Thirdly, is about operational. First of all, about the regulation. We really have to figure out ways to adapt to the existing rule of the e-commerce industry in China. Uh, so that we can create a favorable business environment when you want to do e-commerce business with China. Secondly, we have to transform our mindset, our company or partner, uh, which has mostly come from the Western or traditional enterprises. That means we need to know how to adapt to the very Chinese e-commerce mindset in the mainland China. Lastly, I think in spite of the fact that uh, the Chinese market is quite dominated by a few of logistic players, but it is also necessary to work with many, many different various VPL in China in order for us to create a kind of end-to-end supply solution in an innovative and cooperative way. But lastly, in particular for the e-commerce business, I would like to emphasize that it changed a lot, in particular from the consumer's perspective in mainland China. That's why what I mentioned earlier, no matter it is the strength or weakness, they change very rapidly. That's why we have to stay tuned, stay tuned of the market intelligence in the mainland China. And then we need to fine tune all the times to make it better and better. Thank you. So I'm now living in Switzerland. I also I visit my family, right? Feel yeah. that. In China, we order everything online, right? You don't need to cook, you order everything online. You don't need to go shopping, you order everything online. Even my parents are doing that. So the penetration of e-commerce business, it's really high compared, especially compared to uh, Europe, right? So the next question will be that, 
how can the Western e-commerce business learn from Asia? Well, it is very good question. Well, I think first of all, I think when we look at the Asia or even the Western e-commerce ecosystem, I think there are pros and cons. Actually, they can learn from each other. Having said that, I think first of all, we need to know about that even for e-commerce business, basically we can classify it into different categories such as marketplace, brand owners, vertical e-tailers, or even traditional retailers. So when we look at the market in Asia specific, we see that the most successful marketplace and traditional retailers are won by those regional players, for example, Lazada and Shopee. They are local, regional basis, and uh, also won by those local companies, but that is varies in every, each uh, country here in APEC. On the other hand, those Western e-commerce businesses, for example, Labourfield, Adidas, Sarah, Gap, Apple, or even P&G, they are quite successful as a brand owner or kind of a vertical retailer. Okay, vertical retailer means they are specific in particular commodity such as apparel or a PC product. The real reason why they are successful, I think are related to the e-commerce service they require and also the e-commerce logistics service they require. Let me further elaborate on them. For example, for international Western bank, they require normally end-to-end e-commerce solution. And the e-commerce logistics service they require, firstly, end-to-end distributor-like offering, Secondly, it's a kind of flex, more flexible commercial setting. Thirdly, it's a more global reach and service integration. And fourthly, it's a local market expertise. So, but for the kind of vertical retailers, the e-commerce service they require is uh, no matter it is domestic or cross-border delivery. And the main e-commerce logistics service they require is very customized solution per market and also low cost on fulfillment and trade links. Okay, what it means to, it depends on the kind of category of what you are. For example, no matter you are marketplace, brand owner, vertical retailer, and traditional retailer. As what I mentioned, the kind of e-commerce service depends on what are your role. And also the kind of cross-border logistics solution also depends on their role. So when we look at the market, the most successful company, the Western e-commerce business here, as I said, mainly brand owner or vertical retailer, say Adidas, Sarah, Gap. All these companies, they develop a very good cross-border e-commerce supporting solution capability. For example, very customized solution per market, low cost on fulfillment and trailing. I think that related to another, another question that I would like to highlight is that, okay, I think in Asia specific, it's more popular. We uh, talk about, we are not so keen to talk about the term e-commerce, but we prefer to talk about the term new retail era. That term is initially mentioned by the founder of Alibaba Group, Jack Ma. I think many years ago, he mentioned that the pure e-commerce is already gone. What's coming in the near future is new retail. New retail basically has three components, online plus offline plus logistic. That means you can see- It is correct. So, Xin Ling Shou, that's what he said, right? Yes, it's sending so it's a little bit yeah. yeah. So okay. you see logistic or in broader terms, supply chain is indeed not only important right now, but we'll be getting more and more important in the near future. That's why you see a lot of these successful Western companies, they 
have already developed a very successful cross-border supply chain solution that is to support their online and offline business development. Mm -hmm. So I think from what we have seen right now and also foreseeable future for the Western business, it is indeed important for them to develop a successful uh, or what so called a cost-effective and operationally efficient cross-border supply chain solution in order to support the online and offline business development. Great. We talked about success side stories and how about the pain point and lesson learned from e-commerce business who are trying to enter the Asian market? What are the watch out for Western e-commerce business? Well, again, it's a very big topic. And then I think, I mean, first of all, as I mentioned, we are stepping into the new retail era. Also, beside of that, I think the trend of globalization will drive the brand to focus on innovation and cooperation to optimize their omnichannel e-commerce strategy. In particular, when we would like to enter emerging e-commerce markets, for example, Southeast Asia. I think furthermore, the e-commerce, we see that the ecosystem right now is significantly impacted by the pandemic. So the ping pong is when we develop the e-commerce business or we try to enter the market, we have to pay attention to three things that I previously mentioned, new retail era, logistic support online, offline business development, globalization that lead to omnichannel strategy, no matter it is like the marketplace, your own website, social media, or different reseller channel. Thirdly, the impact of pandemic in particular to the consumer patterns. So that's why the ping pong is we have to consider all the things together. Let me give you an example to further elaborate. For example, according to a lot of research, we found that preference of the consumer change, in particular impact of the, by the pandemic. That means the major fee criteria for a consumer to source for a new product or reach to a new brand is related to logistics. For example, whether they can buy the, the product they want whenever they buy, online or offline, whether enough infantry, whether the, the logistic cost is uh, attractive or competitive. All this related to supply chain, related to logistics. Also, as I mentioned, logistics support the online offline business development and also how you arrange the supply chain solution strategy to support the omnichannel e-commerce strategy. To this end, how to develop a cost-effective and operational efficient cross-border supply chain solution is one of the key when we uh well what are the pain point right now we enter a e-commerce market but basically we, we can find three major area for example the infrastructure in particular when we talk about the cross-border e-commerce supply chain we need to have uh, inbound custom clearance but we see that the regulation are always changing right now in particular the assessment of duty and tax in particular for those southeast asian market is not that transparent Right now, it changed a lot. For example, I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, uh, if you send something, say, from uh, overseas or from China to Southeast Asia, the de minimus is about US 50, 50. But it's very low. You try to imagine that low value, that means basically, no matter what we send into Indonesia, that likely to incur dividend tax. But later on, the Indonesian government increased the de minimus up to 100 US dollar. Wow, because of this, a lot of shipment 
go uh, went into Indonesia, but the, the result is too many. That's why the Indonesian government reduced the, the minimums again back to US 75. You see, that's if we're talking about only within three to three years of time. So the regulation changing all the time. Okay, that means if the regulation change, we as a brand or a, a business, we have to adapt all the changes. We change a lot of things, our strategy, our price, whatever, our logistics strategy. That is very a big panic. Secondly, it's about the IT. Well, I think right now it is well aware for us to find a single player who can perform all the duties. A lot of the supply chain up from the upstream down until the downstream. That means the company need to cooperate with each other together along the supply chain. But that leads to another another problem is the data visibility. And one of the major challenge right now is the lack of visibility along the supply chain. Say, for example, if I'm a consumer, I would like to know, hey, uh, where is my order order? And um, for merchant, I have to, based on the data, the shipment data, and then we have some promise about the transit time to our consumer. If we fail short of the promise, the committed delivery time, and then we need to incur some penalty. The thirdly is about the consumer demand. It's getting higher and higher. In the past, we are talking about same day delivery, but right now, we are talking about time definite. For example, maybe I'm talking about 30 minutes or an hour. The uh, company way more difficult to fulfill the need of the consumer. That's why a lot of difficulties right now, in particular, when we talk about the supply chain. That's very helpful. Let's talk about the big topic, right? So the sustainability in e-commerce. Many big e-commerce companies have been heavily attacked for the waste and environmental issues. What would you suggest to tackle this? Well, I think environmental stability, I think in order turn, or we are talking about the ESG. I think ESG is increasingly gaining a lot of attention in the broad room or even the management discussion right now the consumer's perspective. We see that, we see that a lot of companies that try to prioritize to incorporating the ESG, whether it is the risk or the opportunity into their business value creation strategy and also operational performance. But right now we hardly see a kind of international standard about the ESG, but we see a lot of company, they have some service or product to help the company to incur the ESG strategy. But I think a lot of companies, they are still looking for some good uh, best practice so that they can benchmark. And also they're trying to extend the ESG practice to those critical business area of upstream and downstream along the value chain. That's why I think how we tackle is we have to really pay attention to this and try to put the ESG with opportunity into our business strategy as a whole, whether how the ESG strategy can create value as a whole along the supply chain. And uh, also need to pay attention to the market. Are there any best practice we can benchmark? So Terrace, we were talking about the different pain points and issues for Western companies who want to mm. enter the e-commerce market yeah. in Asia. How can your company just grow? Tech, help tackle this? Wow, it is very uh, good question. I think first of all, when we need to tackle the e-commerce difficulty, which I mentioned earlier, we have to look at it from the ecosystem perspective. In the typical e-commerce ecosystem, we have several essential building blocks. 
for example, payment solution, logistic solution, category solution. That means how we sell our product locally or cross border, or more focused about digital marketing. Also, we have different seller solution. How the seller prepare the way bill, upload their product, check and trade, so on and so forth. But they are highly linked up by information technology. So from what we've been mentioned, we see that also cross-border e-commerce supply solution is one of the key to support the e-commerce business development. So for us, Just Group, we equip with at least four critical successful factors. The first is cross-border e-commerce and supply chain experience. Secondly, we own, we can control own and also work with our partner the fulfillment and also in particular last mile capability. Thirdly is we have very good relationship with uh, the destination government and also the custom so that we can in some sort of extent to streamline the inbound custom clearance process. Fourthly is about we have successful case sharing. For example, we have been supporting Alibaba, uh, Wish, those large marketplace and also we support a lot of small and medium brand owner to be succeeded uh, to develop the e-commerce business. To end up is that, I think right now, e-commerce is not a standalone issue. Uh, as I mentioned, we have to look at it from the ecosystem perspective. Not only the logistics, we have to consider the payment, category solution, seller solution. So what it means is, if we would like to develop, to tackle all the pain points which I previously mentioned, we have to pay attention to consider all of these essential building blocks, knowledge and experience together. Let me give you a very solid example to illustrate this. We have a lot of research to indicate, say, the rebuying behavior versus the delivery time. We found that if we send something from mainland China to Singapore, for example, the Singaporean won't rebuy if the delivery time is longer than seven days. That means we have to work backward to ensure our end-to-end -end supply solution is well less than seven days. For Indonesia, even more complicated, the Indonesian prefer cash on delivery, the payment. That means we have to work backward again to ensure our supply chain solution is, is, can support COD and also is less than 15 days because longer than 15 days, the Indonesian won't be buy. That means in order for us to tackle the problem to develop the e-commerce, we have to take into account the supply chain, the payment, a lot of things. So for us, we have e-commerce supply chain experience as a whole, and then we have a solid successful case. We have own control, and also we partner with more than 100 uh, FIPIA partner in the region to support, uh, not only for the long peak season, but in particular for the peak season, for the best field. And also one key thing is we have a special relationship experience with the government and also the custom over there. So as a whole, we can provide a more reliable, cost-effective e-commerce supply chain solution to support the lead of our client in a profitable and a sustainable way. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing this and thank you for being with us, uh, Terry. It's been a great pleasure to have you. My pleasure. I think e-commerce is a very big topic and then uh, Feel free to catch up with me through LinkedIn, Perry Chan, and so that we can share more. Yeah, we, we have a lot of actually questions, right? We haven't covered yet. Hopefully next time. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Have a good day. Good day. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to go to alcartglobal.com and click the podcast button for all the show notes of the interview. 
Also, subscribe to our mailing list to get our latest update first. If you're listening to a streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, we would appreciate the kind review. Five star works best to keep us going and our production team happy. And of course, share it with your friends. I'm most active on LinkedIn, so do feel free to follow me. And if you have any suggestions on what to do and who to invite next, don't hesitate to drop me a note. And if you're looking to hire top executives in supply chain or transform your business, of course, contact us as well to find out how we can help. Thank you very much.